when to shut up during a tennis lesson. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Sign up for my 2020 Adult Tennis Lesson Series right here in Miami in the heart of Coconut Grove. I've got Monday Night Intermediate and Tuesday Night Novice Class. Both sessions start at 7.30 in the evening. All you got to do to reserve your spot in class is log on to BackhandCity.com and seek out the tennis registration link. Well, today's topic, when to shut up during a tennis lesson. No, I'm not talking about you shutting up. I'm talking about me shutting up. Now, I know you can do it at any time you want. You just hit the pause button. But what I'm talking about is my in-person tennis lessons. Here's a little story. When I first started out as an assistant tennis pro back in the mid-80s, there was this concept in my head, people are paying a lot of money for these private lessons. I think I charged 25 bucks in 1986 at Whitford Country Club. $25. They were going to get a stream of ideas in my head, in the air, and going into their ears. I was non-stop chatter. And in my head, I thought, hey, to give value, I just have to flood the student with information. Of course, it was information that I refer to today as institutionalized instruction, but it was information, and it was a little bit of overload as people became what we might call today is paralyzed by analysis or paralysis by analysis. So to now, things are much quieter on my tennis court as I am more collaborative, but I am much more observational. So the first thing I like to do, especially when I have new students, is just install my system into their game. Right, So I'll do a lot of talking, we'll do some collaborating, we'll be back and forth, but a lot of it is on the, the same side of the net as we kind of go over some concepts and install the basic game. Then from there, we begin to practice. I go over to the other side of the net and we begin to rally and observe some of the things that are going on between the student, the ball, their racket. You notice I am not involved in this equation at all. And in fact, a lot of times I will preface it once we get to this stage of the student development and let them know, hey, I'm going to be quiet on purpose. So if you're kind of wondering why I'm not giving you feedback, there's a method to this madness, which I think really helps ease them and allows them to just kind of explore and feel free to make mistakes. I want to avoid paralysis by analysis. So in these practice drills, we have a very common theme as we go through them, and they're typically dedicated to one granular piece of your technique. For example, if it's your forehand, we might be working on where your contact point is or your racket face awareness. So as we go through this practice, this is where kind of a cardio element can come into play. So typically I work in uh, three sets and we'll kind of do intervals. Maybe we'll take short water breaks. But the key to this is during the breaks is when I'll get into the 
evolving instruction. A lot of it will start off with how you feeling, what was triggering for you. What were you thinking about? What did you perceive that was happening? Because I want to kind of figure out what their learning language is, and then I want to translate it into their language so it's easy for them to consume. So this is what I'm talking about. It's strategic shut up. So a lot of my instruction might be sponsored by zipit.com, but I'm not silent the whole lesson. But what I want to do is get out of the student's way and let them have these little aha moments of self-discovery. There you go. It's come full circle, hasn't it? That's why we named the podcast Find Your Aha Moment. So to review, when I'm talking about shut up, I'm talking about me, not you. I told you a little bit of story about how I used to, to speak with like a streaming of information during lessons. I've, I've toned that down a lot in 30 years. I installed the game plan or the lesson plan for that day uh, where we can really kind of come to a collaborative understanding of what we're trying to do. The fourth aspect is we practice it. And this is the part where I'm quiet and observational. And it's really amazing the effect it has on the student because it allows them to relax. Now, it's not to say I won't interject encouraging like, love it, great job, that a girl, that a boy, that a guy, whatever. But it's generally observational. Then when we get into the breaks, it's super collaborative where we're discussing some of the pros and cons that are happening and how we can modify some of the technical develop, development so they can help improve their game. So I hope that under, makes, give you some uh, additional information and shed some light on the concept of just being quiet and understanding the technique and just letting it evolve in front of you. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to log on to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each morning with a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to shove. I knew it.